podcast. So excited to be here today. Yeah, how are you doing, mom? Okay. <laughs> yeah, so I'm excited for today because we're continuing our deep dive into the different Epcot pavilions at the World Showcase. So yeah, so today we're going to deep dive into the China Pavilion. So when we were thinking of which pavilion we're going to do next, we were debating, should we just do all of our favorites first? <laughs> yes, China is one of our favorites. Yeah, we're not going to do it like in order of all of our favorites, but Italy and China are two of our favorites overall. We won't do all, all of them like that because then, yeah, I feel bad saying that there is one that is my least favorite. So sorry to my least favorite pavilion, <laughs> but there is a least favorite. We won't do it last. We'll stick though. it in between. Yeah, so we'll, nobody will we're going to mix it up a little bit. <laughs> well, we decided to also do China because we're also very familiar with the China Pavilion since we often go there. We walk around there every time. So yeah, this is just a fun little deep dive. Of course, I'll say I in the description, I will have all of my links of where I found all of this information. And I also just want to say too, of course, I, I may miss stuff. It's just like one person just doing a little bit of a deep dive into the China Pavilion. If there's anything that I've missed that you've noticed, definitely let us know on Instagram or send us, you know, send us a DM or something like that because I'd love to hear what else is going on at the China Pavilion. So yeah. All right, let's get into it. So yeah, so for here, I've done a lot of the research and my mom, I'm kind of telling my mom about this because she doesn't know all the research. Yes, so. I'm the sidekick today. <laughs> and I also want to note too, I apologize for all of my mispronunciations of different words. I do not speak Chinese. So, and I do not, I'm not very good at a Chinese accent either. So again, I just want to apologize in advance. And also because this is an audio only podcast, I realize it may be hard to differentiate some of the words that are in Chinese. So again, just apologies in advance. I'm not really sure if there's any easy workarounds for that. So, all right. So if we start at the, the beginning of the, the China Pavilion, China was one of the original pavilions of Epcot. So again, one of the original, I don't have the number actually written down, but there's currently 11 pavilions. And I think there were eight originally. If I'm wrong, I will, I will edit myself uh, correcting that. Editing Amanda here just to say that there were nine original pavilions. It was Norway and Morocco were the two that were added after the fact. So when you walk into the China Pavilion, this is the third pavilion from the, if you're facing the pavilion from like the front of Epcot, it's the third pavilion on the left. So you go Mexico, Norway, and then China. So that is where we are now. And when you face the China Pavilion, the first thing you're really going to see is the Yonhua Yuyu Archway. And this also is known as the Glowing Clouds or the Holy Land Archway. The real archway is located at the Summer Palace, which is an imperial garden and palace complex in Beijing. If I'm being honest, I did not find much more information about this archway beyond that. There is much more about the Summer Palace in itself. But yeah, but I mean, like when you look at the photos of the real Yonhui Yuyu Archway and the one in Epcot, they look exactly the same. I imagine just the one in Epcot is just scaled down, you know, uh, as you'd Disney imagine, is but. about the details. Yeah, for sure. But I absolutely love that archway. I feel like it's such an entrance into the pavilion in itself. I feel like all the pavilions out of all of them i feel like that one really does have quite the entrance you know with that lovely yeah it does right walk, up front yeah you yes. really walk into that i mean like other than maybe mexico which is all indoors obviously but you know like i i just love that that entrance into it once you enter into the pavilion you immediately see the bamboo gardens so again you walk through the arch and then there's an array of bamboo gardens ponds and greenery that you can walk around this is quite the traditional chinese garden design and it's quite picturesque <laughs> so i also when you walk into these gardens so again right when you walk in to the right is where you often will see Mulan doing her meet and greets. And sometimes you'll actually just see her walking around, like kind of like in the back of the gardens. You can kind of take like these really lovely photos of her just walking around. But she does do meet and greets as well. And there is a sign in that in the gardens that say like the times that she comes out and does her meet and greets. Also in, around this area, during the Flower and Garden Festival, their topiaries are three pandas kind of playing with each other, oh, which yeah, is very I cute. I love their topiaries. Yeah, they do move the pandas around each year. So sometimes they're more closer to the restaurant. Sometimes they're more in the garden, but that's their, their topiaries is the three pandas playing. 
And they also have, they're not topiaries, but they're kind of like little garden-esque statues of the 12 Chinese zodiac animals as well, with little plaques, I guess, kind of, you know, giving a little background of the Chinese zodiac animal, as well as the years. You can like find your year if you don't know your year or something. So I do love that. That's one of my favorite things to kind of walk around and take photos of and look at. And I am the year of the rats. Do you know what year you are? She's thinking about it right now. <laughs> no, I can never remember. You're the year of the ram. So, the ram. Yes, okay. you're the ram. And then my dad is the year of the rabbits. My brother is the year of the rooster. And my partner is the year of the monkey. So well, they're all different. Yep, okay. that's the family. So all different animals. I like to say the rat is the best. Just <laughs> Of course. All right, so taking a step just back outside of the outside of the pavilion for just one moment is the artificial rock formations along the World Showcase Lagoon. I had never noticed these rock formations Mm-mm. to be anything, if I'm being honest. Never thought about it, but I decided to include it here before we get further into the pavilion. So this artificial mountain, or Zhanshang, again, I apologize, or rock garden, is an integral element of Chinese classical gardens as they symbolize virtue, stability, and endurance. And this is a direct quote from one of my from one. Of my sources. During the Tang Dynasty, the rock was elevated to the status of an art object, and rocks with the right characteristics, I say in quotations, became highly prized for gardens. And this trend has continued through the present, with artificial rocks used to create grottos and rows of rocks representing mountain ranges, such as the Zhang Zhuaji National Forest Park, which served as an inspiration for Pandora's floating mountains. Which mm, I was really cool. Pay more attention next time when we go. Yeah, I thought about the rocks too, because like when I when I when I read this online, I was like, oh wow, like I know exactly what they're talking about, but I never thought that that was part of part the pavilion. Of the I just pavilion. thought it was like. To core uh-huh. so like for the lagoon but of course again disney does not do anything along the world showcase without purpose everything around that world showcase truly does have some kind of purpose whether it's functional or whether again it's part of a detail that right. you just would not have noticed but i thought that i mentioned that just up front because i thought that was just really interesting so all right so now if we go back into the bamboo gardens back under our, our archway you see the main round type of building. I guess that's the only way I would describe it as an American, mm-hmm. <laughs> the main round building. And this is building is part of the Temple of Heaven, which is located, it's currently located in Dongsheng, Beijing, China, which is, someone described it as part of the Southeastern Central Beijing, which I thought was a really funny way mm, of seeing part South, of the city. Southeastern but... Central Beijing. So it's not Central Beijing, it's the Southeastern part of Central Beijing. But yeah, but the specific building itself is called the Hall of Prayer for Good Harvest. It's part of the overall area for the Temple of Heaven area. The real building, it is a magnificent triple gabled circular building. Mm. It stands at 36 meters, which is 118 feet in diameter, 38 meters tall, which is 125 feet. It's built on three levels of marble stone base. And this is where the emperor would go to pray for good harvest. The real building is completely wooden and it has no nails, which is really cool if you think about that. Yeah, I know. The the Chinese are really great with architecture. The original building was originally burned down by a fire caused by lightning in 1889 and so the one that is currently in Beijing right now was rebuilt a few years after Mm. that incident (laughs) so are you just coming straight from Wikipedia right now just on again the temple of heaven it is a complex a complex of imperial religious buildings situated in the southeastern part of central Beijing the complex was visited by the emperors of the Ming and Qing dynasty for annual ceremonies of prayer to heaven for good harvest the temple was originally again that OG temple was originally constructed in 1406 and between 
1406 and 1420 during the reign of the Yongole Emperor of the Ming Dynasty, who is also responsible for the construction of the Forbidden City in Beijing, which is mm. kind of cool. The one in Epcot is obviously a much scaled down version, <laughs> as you would imagine. Um, but when you enter into the temple, there is still a lot of the symbolism and the colors that you would see in the in the original one in Beijing. I'm not going to go into too much of quite in-depth detail here because there is a lot of symbolism with the colors and with mm. the symbols that are there. It's very visual, so it's kind of hard to do in an audio-only podcast. I will have my links to my sources in the in the description. So if you want to go do a deep dive into the Temple of Heaven, I definitely would recommend to do it. It is very interesting. But I would also say too, maybe to like even bring that with you when you go to the Epcot Pavilion and stand in the temple and like re-visualize what it would look like if you were in Beijing. No, we're going to have to do that next time. Yeah, I think we definitely should because I think it would be really interesting. Mm-hmm. Essentially, all of the symbolism for the most part cultivates into the relationship between heaven and earth and the belief that heaven is round and earth is square. A lot of those different shapes within the temple, that's kind of what it's... I guess, moating, so to speak. So yeah, definitely check out those links though because there is a lot more to the Temple of Heaven. So again, so now you've walked through, you've seen the replica of the temple. Also within this building, there is a showcase for Shanghai Disneyland. You walk through and then there's a section that says, you know, Shanghai Disneyland on it. That you can walk through into that kind of, sort of like almost like a museum to a certain extent. Features a park layout. It has costumes that the cast members wear and has some memorabilia from the park. There's also a video playing that kind of goes over the different things about Shanghai Disneyland especially about the construction of the park in itself. It doesn't go into too much of the history of Shanghai Disneyland or the relationship between America and China of when they were, you know, all the politics, so to speak. But yeah, it's much more surface level, but it's pretty cool to walk through. We haven't walked through it in a long time, no, we honestly. haven't done that. So like I said, next time we go, that's going to be very interesting. Yeah, again, Shanghai Disneyland opened in 2016. So mm-hmm. I mean, like at this point, that was kind of a while ago, actually, because mm-hmm. I remember when they first introduced this section, it was to promote people going to Shanghai Disneyland before it was even built. And now it's been built for years. So the main attraction, so to speak, within the China Pavilion is a 360 circle vision film. Right now, it's called The Reflections of China. When it had originally started, it was called Wondrous China. In 2017, they updated it to become Reflections of China. This features footage of China, including, you know, images of the Great Wall, the Forbidden City again, the Gobi Desert, Inner Mongolia, the Yangtze River, and a lot of the tropical rainforest of the Hanan Island. In 2017, they introduced a new digital camera system to create a more seamless film effect that displays mm. across the, the 360 circles. It is region. amazing. Mm. Yeah, it's so it's nine screens basically in a round room it's for the most part. It's dizzying sometimes, yes. but it's very amazing. <laughs> yes, I'll say we don't usually go watch the show because it is a bit, yeah, like yeah, my mom said, it's, it's dizzying, dizzying to stand there. But it is amazing to see because they do capture the actual scene of China. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, they do a great job with that. Mm. And that's actually why in 2017, why like, the, the new video is Disney Imagineers who went out and took that footage. The original footage from Wonders China right. is actually China who took those images or those videos and sent it to Disney to use in the in the show. So yeah, so apparently the quality obviously was much more improved in, you know, modern technology. There is no seating for this show. It is only rails for, again, so guests can lean on the rails so they can kind of experience the full circle vision effect. But there is seating within that pavilion in itself. Like there are some benches, but just not in the room where, right. you know, where, the, where the, the film is happening. One of the, one of the sources I, I've, I found said in quotes it is not overly thrilling but rarely busy so if you're looking for a place to either cool off dry off or escape crowds this is an option to keep in mind <laughs> which I thought was kind of funny <laughs> true Disney fans always know where to go yeah not overly thrilling which I would say is true not it's not, not thrilling it's thrilling. just very interesting because somebody who's never been to China or won't be able to go to China it, it is t- 
interesting to see the countryside, to see all the different people right up close and the different culture. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, we haven't watched it in a while, so maybe next time too, maybe we'll, we'll have to do we'll that. take a moment and we'll watch it again. So it's on continuously throughout the day, so you don't have to like look up showings or whatever. Like it's not a very long video or anything. So you can probably just show up and just like wait a few minutes to catch the next one. So one thing that you should catch if you're able to is the jeweled dragon acrobats. So this is outside of the, the building itself. It's actually like right behind the archway, honestly, where they kind of perform. And this is about a 20 minute acrobat performance that again sort of right behind that archway before the bamboo gardens and there will be posted show times right by that front gate to say when they are performing so i know they did stop performing during covid and right after covid so if i'm being honest right now i don't know if they're actually back yet i think they were day. back last time we were there we just missed them I yeah think. so yeah but i think their times were cut down because i think they used to perform more frequently throughout the day and now they don't perform as frequently so i would definitely try to catch the catch those performances if you can because it is a really great performance any i mean like in my opinion any acrobatic performance is pretty cool <laughs> so yeah, they are fun if you're to able watch. to see their acrobats yes. i would definitely suggest it but yeah but that is the other entertainment you know option that you you kind of have in the china pavilion all right so there is some great shopping that goes on in the and that's china my pavilion. entertainment yeah so this is kind of <laughs> towards the back of the pavilion so you will sort of see the sign that says house of good fortune and this is actually one of the largest shopping stores in the entire world showcase i think the other larger one is also in japan so the two asian oh, pavilions yeah, they are have, very big yeah, yeah like the two larger stores it. for shopping yeah. there's a wide variety of merchandise in this store from silk clothing to mother of pearl inlay furniture to teapots and jade carvings to stuffed pandas <laughs> they <laughs> to, cover everything yeah to, to <laughs> incense candles there's fans you know like the paper fans the paper chinese fans mm -hmm. there's also they have some specialty items one of them is the beijing cloison wear and the zhang dezen china wear so like some of like the plates basically like the plate wear the china wear so you can get that here there's also a jewelry section that sells real coral jade and crystal pieces some of the jewelry they have is very lovely very i do beautiful. have a ring actually like a dragon ring that i got there although i don't really wear it because it's actually too big for my finger it's a size six everything's I, too big for yeah none of my fingers are a size right. six my fingers are like size five and below so it's a bit too big for my finger but i still keep it because i can never get rid of it because i love it but you'd have to find some way to try to make it smaller but it's also heavy it's a huge ring it's like a huge dragon ring <laughs> this store also sells chinese snacks this is actually fairly new within the last they few just years. added those yes yeah every pavilion now kind of sells like this like snack bags like like chips and cookies candies chocolates things like that so you can kind of find all like the fun little chinese snacks here and then in the very back of this store there is the open air market type of area and this also again offers more clothing books you you can also find the straw hats that you often see Chinese farmers wearing in the rice fields. More Chinese snacks as well as the puppets. So kind of like string puppets on string i don't right. know how to describe them <laughs> but they also sell drinks back there yep they also have drinks as well so and this is also where the kid cot fun stop is is all the way back in oh the open okay air i remember that the kid cot yeah yes. so if you have kids looking for the kid cot fun mm -hmm. stop go all the way back to the open air market type of area of the store and you know that is where you'll definitely find it so along this way so once you're in the open air market and then you're facing back out towards like where the world of world showcase lagoon would be along the left side there used to be a bit more shopping and that's actually where they used to sell the puppets but that has closed even before covid they sort of closed that little like extra shopping kiosk and it has not reopened i don't know if they're ever going to reopen it but yeah just want to point that out that maybe one day they'll reopen it but right now there's just nothing there there's no benches no anything it's in the direct sunlight most of oh, yeah, the day so, so. <laughs> if, if it's warm and sunny you can't stay there yeah, maybe that's why they never reopened it like the worker who had to stand there first probably like maybe. dying in the sun because yeah. <laughs> so. they still have the piece out by the the lagoon yeah so that's the next part yeah so out by the lagoon there is a shopping kiosk that is right next to the joy of tea kiosk as well so we'll get to that joy of tea in 
a moment. This little shopping kiosk is called Good Fortune Gifts. And this kiosk essentially sells many of the same items inside the House of Good Fortune, but they also have, they showcase those colorful animal themed umbrellas. So you kind of see people maybe walking around with them. I have every year I always say I want to get the panda umbrella and I never get the panda umbrella. It's very cute. I always wonder about it because I'm like, would I really carry it? I don't know. But one time, so again, I went to school in Boston and I remember one time in Boston, it was pouring rain. I went, I lived there for five years and in the distance, I saw a girl holding the panda umbrella, umbrella and I like lost it. I was like, oh my God, I cannot believe she has the panda umbrella from Epcot. I knew exactly where it was. I knew where you get that. And so I was like, you know what? Maybe I should get the panda umbrella. I still have not bought the panda umbrella to this day, but I always think about it though. And this one, again, also sells some plushies and some snacks as well. So yeah, maybe next time I will finally cave and buy that panda umbrella. One of the days when we drive down so we can just drive back because I don't know huh. how to fit that in the suitcase, but maybe that is the, the good fortune gifts. So but yeah, I would say this is one of my favorite shopping places to go to in all of the world showcases. So out of every pavilion, this is probably my favorite for shopping. I think they sell a lot of really cool, really unique items here. It is very interesting to walk through because like you said, there's so many different things to look at. Jewelry and furniture and clothes and, and dinnerware and lamps and mm. men's stuff and it, yeah. it just it, children's stuff they even have pet stuff yeah they do um, yeah. they have pet things to put put on your I pets know, I should get something from Morocco, yeah I, I mean I bought a lot of stuff there because I wear their Chinese jackets and their Chinese pajama jackets and stuff mm-hmm. as my jackets I mean I use them as my my clothing so I have to admit some of their stuff is very beautiful yeah for sure yeah there's many a times I've tried on some of the Chinese dresses there the the kipos mm-hmm. I think really, I'm saying that incorrectly I apologize but I have always wanted a kipo so I think one day I definitely want to buy one I would love if I could get one maybe in the China Pavilion and I will say too if, if you see things in any of the World Showcase I would definitely buy it when you see it because mm. they probably are not going to sell these items anywhere else in the parks but also remember too to always ask for discount because sometimes some of the stores do give discount for many years a lot of the World Showcase stores did not have any discounts but recently I did get an annual pass holder discount in the House of Good Fortune so which is kind of cool I was not expecting that at all because yeah, <laughs> so, usually it was always no <laughs> yeah usually yeah they, the way that they were kind of funded and you know whatever like who actually owned them was a little bit you know you know on the political side of disney you know that we don't really get to it on, on this podcast maybe one day maybe we'll do a full political right. episode or something right. so. it's also interesting because every year they also because when we were talking about the, the signs every year when you first walk in there's always something to go with chinese new year or the chinese the, Zodiac, when they yes. change over to the new mm-hmm. sign of who's the rat or who's the ram they always have all the kind of items that go for that that sign. Yeah, which is really exciting. And I'll say too, this is like, I feel bad complaining, but I'm going to complain real quick since this is our podcast. Okay, what are we complaining Disneyland about? in California, <laughs> they go all out for the Lunar New Year. They oh, yeah. have a full mm-hmm. parade, like Mulan, Mushu, Shang, they all have full like meet and greets. Mm-hmm. They have the character who's representing whatever the year is, like this year is the year of the rabbit. So Oslo the rabbit was there. I think that's his name. What's his name? Oslo, is it? Yeah, Oslo. Yeah, Oslo the rabbit. He was like doing a lot of like meet and greets, which is a character you never see. And the China Pavilion just doesn't do Anything. Nothing. And I'm I like, know. Why? Very How shocking can... that they don't do anything. Yeah, for like Chinese it's like they'll have some of the merchandise. So, for instance, the Year of the Rat, I was able to get the spirit jersey that said like Year of the Rat in Chinese on the back, which was really exciting. Then, ironically enough, the next year, Year of the Tiger, they did not do a spirit jersey, much to our dismay of her family friend who was Year of the Tiger. Right. But I, they didn't do any spirit jerseys for Year of the Tiger. I'm not sure if that was just nothing. COVID no, or they never came out with a spirit jersey that yeah. year. Sometimes we will get some of the merchandise to sell, and you'll see that in the World of Disney Store in the China Pavilion, you know, around the parks. But we don't do the 
the the full big celebration that no. Disneyland in California does. And I don't really know why because I think that would be so cool if they. I mean, like me, I, I don't know where they would do the parade. It's a thing. Like maybe not a parade, but I feel like they could do the meet and greets at the very least. Like have the character come and do like an extra meet and greet or something, or just do something I don't know more special for it. But yeah, and like also the Lunar New Year in Disneyland, they have like food. Like it's like they do. Oh like yeah, they do a whole big booths. thing, right? You see all the new snacks and the new food That's what and the like thing. It's all themed. Yes. And I guess too, I think I saw somewhere that someone said that they don't because the Festival of the Arts is around the same time and so Epcot. Well, so I would focused. also think that if they do it for the China Pavilion, they then Disneyland doesn't have all the pavilions. I so, guess so yeah. maybe if they do it for the China Pavilion, they then they'd have to do, do like Japan Bastille too, Day yeah. for France and then do something else for Norway. And you But know. I think the Lunar New Year is different though than some of those other days. I don't know. Yeah, I, that's what I think. But I guess the only way I could see is that just technically Japan also celebrates the Lunar New Year as well. So it's not just like the Chinese New Year. So I understand right. that it's a bit more complicated, mm. but I don't know. I still feel like I they know. could do Would something. Would be nice. <laughs> so, <laughs> something extra. And I, don't get me wrong, I do love the Festival of the Arts. So if they don't do it because they don't want to overshadow the Festival of the Arts and the Festival of the Arts is the shortest festival out of all the Epcot festivals. One day we'll have to do a whole episode just on the festivals. On the festivals. And yeah, maybe we'll do like a ranking and talking about like what we think because we've been to all four of them. So mm-hmm. so I get it. But yeah, I just wish, you know, that we could have some more fun for the Lunar New Year yeah. in Epcot, especially because I don't really go to Disneyland very frequently. So it's like I'd have to really book a trip to go to Disneyland for the Lunar, the Lunar New Year Lunar New to Year. experience well, the Lunar New Year that's festivities. A goal. <laughs> yeah. So one of these days. <laughs> all right. And our last little section here for the China Pavilion is the dining options. Mm-hmm. So they have one sit-down restaurant called Nine Dragons Restaurant. Serves pan-Chinese food and they're from the Disney website, they say delight in Cantonese, Mongolian, Sichuan, Hunan, and Qingche style specialties under the soft glow of Chinese lamps. Which I thought was very sweet. Yes. The way they described it that way. It is very, very authentic when you walk in the dining yeah. room. It, it, you feel like it's chi- a Chinese restaurant. Mm-hmm. And all of the servers are Chinese. So yeah. it, does, it does have a nice feel to it yeah it feels very elegant very comfortable very elegant very nice and the food is very good yeah it's funny too because one of the websites also said i think to like recommend to ask for a table by the window so you could like look out on the world showcase lagoon but i was kind of confused because all the windows have like the intricate oriental designs on them so well except like... that we did sit by the window last time and the sun came through that window right saying, into our really... eyes we had to wear our sunglasses <laughs> but you couldn't really see out the window it's no. just like you were by the natural light, <laughs> the light. was all it really that was, was it. <laughs> so... <laughs> but yeah there are a lot of really great details in the in the nine dragons restaurant as well again i won't go into all the details because we really will be here for hours yes. we're already reaching the 23 minute walk here Yes, for recording. <laughs> so I will, I will say it is very lovely though. I definitely recommend eating there. And then they also do have a pretty good menu where even if like maybe your kids don't really eat Asian style food, they do have some like American, you know, style options on the menu as well. Like, like I think there's like chicken tenders or something like yes. that on the menu or like, you know, some Chinese style chicken tenders or something, something plain to, is what I'm saying. So yeah, so in case you have anyone in your family who does not eat Asian style food, they can still get like some kind of American style food as well. So you can still enjoy the food you want to eat. All Disney restaurants, if you have any allergies or anything like that or diet needs always just ask and they're always able to accommodate they are very very nice. nice about that so all right so the two other dining options are so right behind the nine dragons restaurant so if you're kind of walking into the pavilion the nine dragons restaurant sort of to the left of the pavilion and then right behind it is the lotus blossom cafe so this is the quick service and disney describes her disney says chow down on chinese favorites like pot stickers egg rolls orange chicken chicken fried rice mongolian beef and more then take your taste buds on a trip with some ginger ice cream with an exclamation point <laughs> plus wine and beer are also available so 
Uh, but yeah, we have eaten at the quick service many a times, especially. My mom definitely loved usually the egg rolls. Egg rolls. Is what you get. Yes, yeah. egg rolls. Egg rolls are good. And it's always a great, great place to go stop and find a little shady table and yeah. get out of the sun and just get a little snack. Yeah, because when, when you sit there, yeah, because they, they do have covered, it's, it is outdoors, but it is covered seating. So you can kind of sit there, you can look out onto the bamboo gardens. Again, the bamboo gardens is basically all in the sun the entire day. So it's not, in my opinion, it's not really ideal to just go sit and lounge in the right. garden, unfortunately, just because it is so hot and you're just in direct sunlight with that Florida sun. But it is, yeah, it is great to, to sit down at the Lotus Blossom Cafe with, with a little snack. So yeah, my mom usually gets the egg rolls and then I go over to the other quick service that they have, which is called Joy of Tea. And that is next to that Good Fortune Gifts that's along the actual lagoon itself. So it's not really in the in the pavilion, it's more like outside of the pavilion. But the Joy of Tea is a quick service cart kiosk type stand along the lagoon. They do have the pork egg rolls there. So that is like, I think the only food option really there. But mainly they have an assortment of teas and this is the only place you can get bubble tea in the entire Epcot Park. And they also have some alcoholic beverages as well. So like cocktails, beers, and wines. So when you see the people with the fancy cocktails from the China Pavilion, they probably got it from the Joy of Tea quick service cart kiosk type of thing. But normally I go there and I just get the, the bubble tea. And then, yeah, we sit down. I have my bubble tea and my mom has her egg rolls and we just kind of chill. So. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so that is, uh, that's a lot of the, the China Pavilion. I realize I feel like there's there's so much more I probably like left out or, or, or forgot. So again, if there's any specific details that I'm not really mentioning or that we didn't really go over, definitely DM us, let us know. And then, you know, so we can promote it on our Instagram. Our Instagram as of right now is Spaceship Earth Design. But again, we may be rebranding in the future. So if we rebrand in the future, we'll have the link let in the know. description as well. So again, all the links for all the sources that I mentioned are in the description, as well as our links for our Instagram and, you know, the, the podcast and stuff. So yeah, but yeah, was there anything, anything else you wanted to add? No, no, I think you covered a lot. I mean, you covered a lot of the, the pavilion. Like I said, it is one of our favorites. I just love it. I just love just wandering around there and I look forward to go into the China Pavilion. Yeah, for sure. And for our audio-based listeners only, I am Chinese. I was born in China. So. <laughs> yeah, they don't look at the picture. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. So for people who may not not realize it, yeah, I am I am fully Chinese. I was born in China and my parents adopted me to America, which is very exciting. So that's why we, right. we love China. At nine months old, yep. she was here. So but my mom had always loved like China, Chinese culture and Chinese art, Chinese architecture, things like that. So again, there was always a love for the Chinese culture within our family. So that's kind of why China is one of our favorites after, or not after, but alongside Italy. Right. <laughs> so, but yeah, but after this one, we won't, we, we, I feel like these were like our top two favorite pavilions afterwards. We'll, we'll mix it up and we'll, we'll mix kind it of, up and just we'll go do the down. Pa- just do a pavilion. Yeah. Some random ones here and there. So not just doing like, let's just, let's just rank the pavilions. <laughs> it's not that we don't like any of them. It's just, we spend more time at some of them. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Right. Like we never skip china you no. know it's like we always go into the china store at the very least and i feel like we always walk through the italy pavilion at the very least but for the most part we always eat in italy so we're always right. eating there but <laughs> all right all right so let's get into some disney news so speaking of china there is new mulan merchandise right now celebrating the 25th anniversary of mulan so that's kind of exciting mm. they have some new dolls out some some new like plushies out and stuff so that's pretty cool when i read that it kind of gave me like a stark moment i was like oh my gosh 25 years in mulan because she premiered in 1998 so I, I couldn't believe it for a second there yeah 25 years but very exciting this year there is going to be the 2023 magic 
HAP pins, which is kind of funny, H-A-P hyphen pins, pinned trading events on August 25th and August 26th at Disney Coronado Springs. So if you're really into pin trading, I would definitely recommend trying to get a ticket to this event. You do need to purchase a package with the event that includes like your ticket to this event. I don't think you can just show up to this event. Um, but yeah, but if you're super into pin trading, that's pretty cool. I do collect pins on a general basis as well as Disney pins, but I do not do pin trading. I've never really traded pins before and nothing against it. We just never really do it when we go down there. There's just so much else to do that we just don't get around to the pin right, trading. Most of the pins that you've bought have been pins that represent something. Yeah, that, that like I already something. love. So yeah, I don't really buy pins and I'm like, oh, I want to get rid of this to try to trade up for a pin. So yeah, right. some people just... buy the pins because they know they're going to be wanted. Like yeah, you know, exactly. they're going to be uh, so. uh, limited editions or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then they try to trade for like other limited edition pins that maybe mm-hmm. they couldn't get or something. Or it's just fun. You know, you see a lot of kids trading pins just for fun, just to get their favorite characters or something like that. So... All right, the Grand Floridian construction progress is coming along quite well. So the exterior refurbishment and the landscaping is completely finished around the Sago K building, which I thought was pretty cool. So I don't know, there's no date yet of when it's opening, I don't believe, but yeah, eventually that will be opened. The only reason why I really mentioned this is because if you are coming off the resort launch, which is like the boat essentially that takes you to and from Magic Kingdom, the Grand Floridian and the Polynesian, you have to walk all the way around this building as of right now because it is all blocked off because of the construction and yeah me and ted did not know that so we, we got off we're like wait we can't just walk right through to the building that we want to go to you have to take quite the detour not the worst thing in the world but yeah but when the the sago k building is complete then you know that path through will be reopened and it'll be safe again for everyone to walk through and our last little bit of Disney news is that I've been seeing this all over Instagram, but there is a new hot dog eclair and sugar cookie French fry dessert at Disney's All-Star Music Resort. So essentially it's an eclair and some French fr- and some cookies that look like a hot dog and French fries, but when you're eating it, it's it's not a hot dog or French fries. It's a cookie and, and an eclair. So, okay. but you're, I'm seeing it everywhere. So I just thought I'd add that in because I just thought that was really funny that it's like, this is like the hot new thing in Disney World that it's like this like exciting like little dessert. Okay. I feel like I guess the, kids like it. Yeah, I feel like the all-stars really get some of the more unique desserts like that, like some of the quirky things. Um, so yeah, so that was just all, all it for Disney news. I'll say we're recording another podcast right after this. So we have more Disney news in that podcast, so not revealing it all in this one. But all right, there are no Disney birthdays this week, oh, which wow. is kind of sad. Yeah, so no one was born this week, so sorry, no birthdays. But all right, that takes us then to our last segment, which is our Disney memory. So. Oh, well, mine is the first time we went to the restaurant, technically. Nine Dragons? Yeah, Nine Dragons. You were young, very young. And we went into Nine Dragons, and because you were Chinese, they started talking to you in oh Chinese. <laughs> they started talking to you in Chinese, and you were just looking at them. I like, know, right? I do not speak Chinese. No, she does not speak Chinese. You get more Italian than They were so language. excited to see her that they started talking to her in Chinese or whatever. But it was just so funny because they were just so happy to have, you know, have us there. And it was just a nice feeling. That's why I said I always liked going there because it was always such a nice feeling. You always felt welcome going to the restaurant. And I'm always one of those people that talks about atmosphere when I want to eat a a, a meal. I like the atmosphere. So the atmosphere in the Chinese restaurant was just really cool. And the fact that they were so excited and so attentive to Amanda, and she was an adorable little Chinese kid. (laughs) So, you know, they were all very attentive. Well, I feel like it's very biased. I do think Eastern Asian children are the cutest babies. little babies (laughs) are so adorable. And she was just so adorable. And that was like the first memory I have of the China Pavilion. It was one of the first 
first times we went and we went in to have dinner in there. And as we were talking, it's just so funny because you were a child. You were a very picky eater as a child. So um, what we did is we ordered the sweet and sour chicken and told them to keep the sauce on the side. And it was just (laughs) chicken, fried chicken. So like I said, it was just a really nice memory of us going in as a family and and having a nice dinner. Something else to also note about Nine Dragons is that they usually, you can almost always get a reservation. So if it's like the week of and you're trying to find a reservation, you almost always can get a Nine Dragons reservation. There are just so many restaurants in Epcot overall that I feel like there are so many options in Epcot that you can usually get a reservation in one of the Epcot mm-hmm. restaurants. It may not be like the most, you know, like Via Napoli, which is like one of the most sought mm-hmm. out restaurants or something like that. Well, that's because everybody loves Italian. Yeah, everyone wants pizza. You yeah, know, they want like pizza or pasta thing, so. and they figure they can, you know, do that. Where the Chinese menu is a little bit more where you yeah, you have to pick and choose. In that right. sense. Yeah, same thing with like the Japanese restaurants. Yes. Like if you don't like Asian food, then yeah, you're probably not going to go there, which right. is understandable. But for two people who love Asian food, literally how many times have we talked about Mary Moda Asia? And oh Disney God, Springs yes. I know. We love it. We love Chinese food. <laughs> No, for sure. I do love Chinese We even food. did try the Japanese food. Um, it was, yeah, it was, there, yeah. you know, daddy liked it because he likes sushi, but we, we were a little bit more picky about what we ate, but it was still good. Still a very good atmosphere and yeah, a very good sure. experience. So I would say too, the, over the China pavilion, the Japan pavilion has a better view of the nighttime show. So any, oh yes, it's a different, have, a whole different, yeah, uh, I would definitely yeah, recommend feel. them over China because you'll, you'll have a better view over the China right. pavilion. So and I think that's like, what sends people to some of the other restaurants yeah, too. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like Spice Road Table at Morocco. Right. Like, it's right out there on. On the the um, a rose yeah, crown is right mm-hmm. out on the lagoon. So yeah, for sure. But yeah, all right. So from my memory, I guess I will go. I know I talked the other week when Shannon had met Ariel when we <laughs> talked about when did Little Mermaid review. But yeah, but on that same trip though, I we don't know, normally meet the characters. So she's not really something that we love to do. Nothing against the characters or anything that we just usually don't want to wait online to meet the characters or anything. But because we were meeting some characters that trip, I did decide to go meet Mulan, and that is I'm sure I met her when I was a child. But mm-hmm. in my adult years, yeah. I say adult years. This was like ten years ago now, over ten years ago when I met Mulan but yeah I have not met her since then but I did meet her and it was so lovely to actually like meet her she was so lovely so beautiful so soft-spoken I was kind of surprised how soft-spoken she was because I guess I don't picture Mulan to be as soft-spoken as that well she wasn't dressed as the soldier she was dressed as she's dressed as like you know the going to meet the matchmaker so she was prim and proper and was like was you know you know ready to the typical Chinese. Yeah, like what, what what the matchmaker would expect of a, of a Chinese woman right. <laughs> to be arranged in an arranged marriage. So, but when I met her, yeah, she was so lovely to me. And I always remember that. I do have the photo, of course, as well. If you're watching the YouTube version of our podcast right now. So again, we are an audio only podcast, but in the YouTube video during this episode, maybe I'll, I'll throw up a few photos. If you're watching the YouTube video, you probably would have seen the photos already. But yeah, I'll throw up the photo of me like, you know, 10 years ago. So <laughs> when I met Mulan, yeah, we're not going to judge the hair choice that I yeah, had at the time. I actually see it in my mind. Yes. <laughs> I was just saying, yeah, the hair choice was was questionable at the time, but you know, that, that's what happens when you're like 18 years old. <laughs> so we all had questionable hair at 18 years old. But yeah, but that was just a really lovely memory meeting Milan. And you know, again, the, the only time I've met her. But as an adult, I feel like I definitely would like to go meet her again. And I always say too, whenever you're meeting the characters, always like try to have fun with it. Ask them fun questions, you know, mm-hmm. ask them, you know, how's like, you know, little cricket doing or something like that, or how's Mushu doing? Or again, like, especially they always say too, with some of the characters, like more like niche questions, things that would be a little bit different. So for instance, if you're meeting Ariel, a lot of people always ask about Sebastian and Trident, but maybe ask her about one of her sisters. Like, what are her sisters up to? When was the last time she saw them? And then, you know, that's the same thing with Mulan. In the live action Mulan, Mulan does have a sister. So I could ask her, you know, how's her sister doing? So, but yeah, one day we'll have to do the meet and greets again. We just, you know, we just don't really want to wait in line in the hot sun. Well, I can always say, go ahead, go stand in the hot sun and I'll go find a tree to sit under. So we don't do that. We tend to take photos of the things that are still rather than the things we have to wait in line for in the sun. (laughs) Although she doesn't stand in the sun, she 
does get to stay in the shape. Right, I think she her... stands back by the, it was, it was back by the pavilion. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, so, but yeah, thanks so much for listening. Yeah, that is, that is what we have for our podcast today. Do you have anything else you want to add? Nope, I think <laughs> so. we covered a lot. <laughs> all right, make sure you follow us again on social media. Right now we are Spaceship Earth Design across all platforms. And again, that would be linked in the description in case you know, the, the handles change in the future. Make sure you give us a review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you're currently listening. And again, the Mother Daughter Disney Podcast is available on all platforms for where podcasts are available to listen, including YouTube. So again, if you want to listen slash watch us on YouTube, maybe I'll start including more photos on like the YouTube video. So it's not just like the, you know, the, the place card on the YouTube video. And if you're watching on YouTube, leave a comment below as well. I always forget that you can leave comments on YouTube because normally I'm like DM us on Instagram because you can't leave comments on like Apple Podcasts to Spotify. If you're if you're listening on YouTube, leave us a comment below, you know, your favorite thing about the China Pavilion. Did you learn anything new? Is there anything that we left out? And also again, if you are watching on YouTube, just let us know if you're watching on YouTube. So maybe I'll I'll put more effort into the YouTube version of our podcast. Sorry to the YouTube listeners. Yeah, but again, thank you so much for listening and yeah, uh, uh, let us know. Okay. Bye. All right, bye. See you really soon.